Hey everyone, I am the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Faskarine. And welcome back to the Bunch of Jokers podcast, where we talk Nintendo news, but we're not really looking at a month this time, we're looking at an entire year, because 2023 is over, so we're going to do a year in review video, looking back at the highlights of Nintendo across the past year, and it's just time flies scarily quickly these days it's i don't like mm-hmm. it guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a little bit a little bit scary when you look at all of it you know things like wow breath of the wild 2 has finally come out and and been beaten yeah. and then like all of this crazy stuff you know how old is three houses <laughs> you look at but that I mean, sort of thing and freak out a little bit how long's the podcast been going crazy yeah we're approaching <laughs> 7 years of the nintendo switch but let, let's not even go there that's a whole nother a whole nother topic, but yes, in this video we're just going to go over sort of some of the highlights of the year, our general thoughts on how the year's been, mostly for Nintendo. Then we're going to give our own sort of games of the year, which we've been, if you haven't watched, we've been doing loads of shorts of different categories building up to this, so check those out if you haven't. And then we'll finally end off with a quick look ahead to what we know about 2024. Of course timestamps will be in the description below, but let's get started. First of all, Kai, just how have you found 2023 for Nintendo and gaming? Like, how has it been for you as a year? Uh, honestly, like in terms of gaming as a whole, it's been one of my best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've um, we've had some issues in the last few years where we've done these kind of videos, and I've been like, "Damn, I didn't play anything. I especially didn't play anything new." Uh, but this year's different. This year, I've done a ton of different games. I've, I think this is I've played the most games this year than like than I have in the last five, maybe. Mm. Um, And they've all been really good ones. A lot of them have been new. Um, All the news that's come out, a lot of it's been really good. So, honestly, can't complain. What about you? Yeah, I feel like it's just sort of been kind of like a non-stop, but almost like there's... I mean, there's been games I haven't been able to get to, as, as we'll get to in a little bit. Like, I had to miss out on some of the huge games. I know you've just recently been catching up on some you missed, partly because, of course, Mm. we both spent excessive amounts of time playing Tears of the Kingdom. That takes up more than one game's worth. <laughs> but uh, it's it's been yeah. fun. And in between that, of course, like filling in the backlog and stuff, it, it feels like despite the fact we are on year six of the Switch, approaching year seven, and we should be on the second console by this point, We're, you know, the Switch 2, whatever, maybe we'll be getting that next year. It's almost expected. But we are way past the Switch's lifespan what it should be. Yeah, it's still going this strong, as we're about to get into. There were so many big hits coming out. And whilst it may be winding down a bit now that Tears of the Kingdom has gone, it just is so impressive. You compare it to, like, the Wii U, how consistent the Switch's library still is at year six. It's kind of insane, really. So, uh, <laughs> can't complain at all. Yeah, but, um, it's odd. I mean, if you ask hmm. me, like, although the, the newer games on the Switch obviously look newer... Um, yeah, you know, games do look like they've evolved through the last seven years, but the Switch itself doesn't feel like it's aged much in my eyes. Like, yeah, it has no. a little bit, but in my eyes, it feels like it's aged maybe three or four years, not seven. Yeah, it's crazy. The, like, <laughs> the novelty of switching between handheld and docked still, you know, it doesn't feel like any lesser than it did when I first got the Switch. You know, it's just, hmm. it just works and it's consistently easy to pick up and play. So it's, uh, like like I said, we saw them. We'll get to this later. I'm expecting changes in the near future, hardware-wise. But 
if there was another two years of the Switch, like, I'm like, yeah, I can keep going. I mean, my Switch fan might explode by that point, but uh, <laughs> my, I myself can keep going at least with it. So uh, a lot's still happening. And let's get into some specifics of 2023. The, start off with the big one, which is, of course, Tears of the Kingdom finally released. And we're not going to go too much into the game itself and any of the games themselves. We've done that this year, but just this has been anticipated for so long. And there was so much, you know, is it going to deliver? Is it going to disappoint because the high expectations on it? But it somehow delivered, right? That's, it's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been really good, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure what else to add to it. You've pretty much summed it up there. Yeah, I mean, it's just like Tears of the Kingdom comes out and not only does it live up to the expectations we had, but... It exceeds them in many ways as well. There are parts of the games that we didn't know were coming, and it feels almost as fresh as Breath of the Wild did back then. So for them to sort of, if this is like the Switch's final huge game, like what a way to go and go out on. I, I don't think they could really do it much better than that, really. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really good, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have like a. Uh, it's sort of like what they did with the Wii U and Switch for Breath of the Wild. Maybe they'll do the mm. same thing with Tears of the Kingdom when uh, an upgraded or new console comes out. You know, it's like still yeah. still Tears of the Kingdom, but like there's something in it that makes it better. I don't even know what it would be at this point, but maybe they'd do yeah. something. I could see that. And it's just... But speaking of other, you know, huge anticipated games that finally came out this year, Pikmin 4 as well. I mean... That's a long. That's been in the works for ages. It's just really Metroid Prime Remod. No, sorry, Metroid Prime Four at this point, the one we're waiting out on. But yeah, th- those are two huge games that have been waited for so long, coming out year six of the Switch. And by all accounts, Pikmin Four delivered as well. Like you loved it, didn't you? So <laughs> yeah, I, I was very apprehensive at first, but like I said in the last video, like yeah, really happy with it, and it's great to see that all these traditional Nintendo series is still like thriving, you know. Mario as we'll yeah. get to is doing really well, Zelda, Pikmin, uh even Kirby's got like a ton of stuff that's coming out that's always good. Like you know, none of them are really flogging behind. A lot of the key series are holding up really, really well even now, so really great to see and hopefully they keep the momentum going. Yeah, it's like it's not just, you know, Towards like the final years of the Wii U, we got a lot of like the Mario Sports spin-offs. Those kind of things were really the only thing that we're releasing. But we got like a new Fire Emblem game this year, with Fire Emblem Engage, uh, which was huge at the start of the year. It feels a while ago now because, of course, that was January 2023. But like the fact that they came back with another game that wasn't just more free houses, but sort of went back to traditional roots, it was kind of fun to see them explore. Hey, there's these different elements of Fire Emblem. And we'll just do a different vibe for this game with like the more classic team. So like, it it's just how do they have again? We're already just starting this off, but already three of Nintendo's biggest franchises got big new entries this year. So <laughs> <laughs> madness. Yeah, but it's been looking really that, good. Yeah, and that being said, there were. We, I think you can sort of, one way you can tell that we might be nearing the end is that we are getting a lot of remasters as well, at the very least. Yeah. Because, of course, we got Mario RPG Remake and Metroid Prime Remastered, both of which, you know, these aren't even, you know, Skyward Sword, just a pretty basic port. Like, these are full-on graphical powerhouses almost. Like, Metroid Prime Remastered is arguably the best-looking game on Switch. So they are not pulling their punches even, and 
as we'll get to later, we're going to be getting more later down the line. But I, I, I can't really complain. You know, it, 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 these aren't lazy ports. So even if we're in the later years, bring more stuff to the Switch. I don't mind. I don't know about you, Kai, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I think <laughs> Nintendo's probably realised that it's profitable for them to do this. You know, they're like, damn, we've got all these old games people want to play but don't have access to. Mm. Let's just, like, remake them, slap 50 quid on and, and you know, profit. <laughs> like, and, and people love it, you know, and I can't blame them for it. It's a win-win that I'm glad Nintendo's finally started to adopt a little bit rather than just, you know, not doing it. Uh, yeah, more options is more good. So it's been great to see for things like Mario RPG. Yeah, it's a lot of games that people didn't have access to before, and it just continues the trend of like the Switch seem, like has everything on it. You know, the big the new Nintendo first party stuff, some of the biggest back catalogue of older games. You know, like PlayStation games, Sega games. They just like bring everything is on the Switch, and I want everything on the Switch at this point. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. So when we get to like a a future console, I feel like they kind of have to keep going from there and build off of the Switch already building up its huge catalogue with both retro games and remasters. So uh, that that's sort of continue to be good this year. And mm-hmm. of course, on that note, a lot of good third party releases as well. And the one I want to really mention here is Octopath Traveler Two, which of course you played, Kai. Now that's no small yep. release. <laughs> No, they've had they've had a lot of uh, big ones, not just this year, but through a couple. But definitely kept up the momentum this year with just like, man, cool that that's there now. Um, you know, we've recently just got uh, word of all the new Smash spirits that are like, you know, one, why are they still doing Smash spirits, hmm. and two, like, you know, they're they're choosing some really really strange options like thirteen Sentinels and stuff. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that's on the Switch. I'm going to check that right now. I believe it is, but um, even still, <laughs> it really like, is, yeah, it's 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 great though. I mean, that's another example, and it's like great that they're just bringing all this stuff. You know, it's as they say, the Nintendo Switch has games. It does. Again, I, I keep comparing it to the Wii U, but like in, in that life stage, the final stages of that console's life, you know, the year before the Switch came out, there were no more third-party games coming out on that system. I mean, third-party support dropped like a month into the Wii U's lifespan, let's be real here. But again, seven years on, I'm going to keep saying it, but it keeps impressing me, the Switch third-party support is still the best it's been, and it, it's something that I'd imagine will continue into the future. But of course... Mm. We are uh, mostly a Nintendo, specifically a very Xenoblade-focused podcast. We can't not mention Future Redeemed. And whilst we've already talked enough about how that game is and probably will in the future even further, they, like, this came out so much earlier in a year than we were expecting. Just like the main game did the year before. But we were thinking, like, this will be a, at best, like a, you know, late summer, winter game. But then they come release it right at the start of the year, in, like, March or whenever it came out. Was it February? I can't even remember. Uh, oh, I don't even know off the top of my I head. I probably should have looked no, it up, but it was like the first quarter <laughs> of the year, and we were like, you can't just do this to us, Monolith Soft. You're going to give us a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they, they've just got this habit of releasing their games earlier than they said they would. Um, it's the complete opposite problem of every other game in the industry. Yeah. So, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> it's strange, but we're not complaining. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see more Xenoblade content as usual. I, w- I wouldn't mind, personally, if there's a little bit of Xenoblade content we get every year. No. Uh, with how it's become more popular. Obviously, that's not going to manifest into a whole game each year, but 
you know, just a little like, oh, there's a little DLC here, or, you know, maybe even just like merch or something. I'm cool with whatever. Um, 2025 isn't looking like a big year for Xenoblade. Uh, obviously, you know, Xenoblade 3 is only, uh, what, two years old at the moment? Yeah. Um, so, there's, you know, they're not going to be releasing or announcing a Xenoblade 4 even. But, um, you know, we, we could get something that is a possibility for a Warriors announcement or something else. But, yeah. to be honest, there's not as much hope this year as there was for, for previous ones or possibly future ones as well. That's true, yeah. It's, um... Obviously, we are coming off a big run of Xenoblade stuff, but it, it's been very, like you say, it's been very consistent at least every other year, really, since the Switch lifespan started. So um, it's whatever we get next. Again, they they own my soul at this point, Monolith Soft. So if it's an <laughs> if it's you know uh, Xenoblade Warriors from Koei Tecmo even, or if it's X Two or X Remaster or whatever, you know, it's. I'll buy it, but it's it's good to see that they're still going, and Xenoblade, you know, the Switch made Xenoblade, so it's nice to see that we're still getting that in the latter end of its lifespan. Um, yeah, exactly. And and didn't you get those Amiibo the other day as well? I did, yep. Yeah, Nanoa and Mira Amiibo, of course, so they're still adding little bits to the game here and there. They, yeah, there you and go. Like you, I'm a sucker for it, so I'll, I will spend all the money I do or do not have on Xenoblade merch, so keep it coming. <laughs> nice. The, uh, now, of course, we can't go Nintendo without talking about the big boy himself, Mario, and this has been a, a kind of a huge year for him. Of course, Mario Rondo came out, which was a big re- you know, revitalization of 2D Mario, which is nice to see. I mean, it, it's really the first like huge Mario game since Odyssey, really, when you think about that. In the um, We've had so many spin-offs, but... It's kind of it's almost crazy. I know this is a whole other topic that we never got an Odyssey two or anything like that in the Switch's lifespan. But at the very least, they ha- it seems like they're bookending the Switch's time with like a three D Mario at the start and a two D Mario at the end. And whilst I would love you know a- another Odyssey or whatever it may be, having two D Mario return to form and be better than ever, I really could not complain. It was just a great way to sort of end off this year. I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's Mario 2D Mario is one of those things you could have discussions about, I'm sure, mm. which I probably have already said on the podcast and forgotten about. But um, yeah, it's great that they are still doing things with the core series. I really thought it was done after Mario Maker 2 um, in terms of that traditional style, but they brought so much into it and that was yeah. great. So again, just shows with these mainline series, they keep doing fresh things with it and it keeps working. Uh, mm. It's it's just good to see, you know. It's it's good that they're trying new things and it lands because it's not easy to do nowadays. Yeah, and speaking of trying new things that lands, we got an entire new Mario movie this year. You know, it finally came out, and by all accounts, was like one of the best performing films of the year. You know, at a time when your big sort of you know Marvel films are flopping, Indiana Jones did so poorly at the box office. Mario was up there with you know Barbie and Oppenheimer as like the big releases of this year that everyone sees because it, it doesn't need to be some crazy masterpiece if you just make a film that is fun and feels true to its source you know like the Mario movie did people are going to want to see it and they did and it was great right <laughs> yeah yeah that, like exactly that it was just a very solid film um, you know it wasn't anything crazy there wasn't any like meta fourth wall breaking or any no. like 
huge cinematic prowess. It was just like, hey, we got a Mario movie, and everyone watched it, and it was a fun time, and that's that's about it. Yeah, it's it's just kind of like one of those things that just it, it's nice to see them branching out more this year. And we they also announced we at some point in the future we're getting a Zelda live action movie, you know. So that's clearly with that and Detective Pikachu, of course, you know th- these kind of projects are doing well once you actually you know, don't do some terrifying nightmare fuel like the original Mario Bros. movie. You know, it can be done right, this proves. So uh, hopefully that means in the future, I mean, they they sort of tease a sequel, and of course it did so well that Nintendo and Universal are both like, we love money, so (laughs) of course they're going to make another one. But uh, I I was glad to see that wasn't a flop or a disaster. Like, it could have been. (laughs) It was on the cards, but it wasn't, (laughs) so... uh... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the thing is, is I feel like it's very easy to talk about a Smash movie, and mm. we'll talk about it more at another point, but uh, we'll have to see as, uh, how things develop. I really don't think it's going to happen, because different animation styles, different studios, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, man, I can dream. I was watching, I was looking actually at some, some Smash uh, Ultimate stuff the other day, like the mural. Um, oh, yeah. That gets yes. updated with all the characters for all the announcements. And like, man, it's cool. Oh, I just, I don't know, I kind of geeked out for like half an hour. <laughs> I'll just rewatch the subspace emissary cutscenes and cry to myself again. Oh, that'll have yeah. to do. <laughs> Can we get like AI to make them real? Oh, I guess that's probably not right. <laughs> oh. It wouldn't do it justice, we know. There's it no would... point. Nope. <laughs> subspace has peaked all cinematic history. I, you know, we can't do any better. It's true. We we peaked early back in like 2008, so... Uh... <laughs> we didn't know how good we had it. We did not. But uh, speaking of... Actually, let's, of things being cool back in the past, I'm working on these transitions today. Uh, <laughs> the, the whole sort of retro systems of Nintendo got another boost, with NSO adding Game Boy Advanced and original Game Boy games to the system at the start of the year. Which, of course, you know, NSO has been one of those things where... At the start, people were like, hey, I, we never had to pay money for online before. Hey, that we're, we're having to pay more for 64 games. Is, is this a rip-off? And it's like, no, I am paying £7 a year, and they keep on adding new shit, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, anyone who says it's too expensive, like, come on, get some yeah. sense. Even like, if- I don't care. You can say what you want about, like, how good you think the online is, or anything like that, but this is like a years old argument at this point. We are paying £7 a year for internet that has not failed me much personally, Yeah, and has got like thousands of pounds worth of games on. Mm. It's it's great. Like, <laughs> I feel like even adding, even if you add into account paying full price for it without a family plan, it's still worth it when you think of NES, SNES, 64, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy, and there's some Sega console as well. It's there's no shortage of stuff to play, and having these, like, Game Boy games back... Cause I, I grew up with a Game Boy Advance. Some of these are nostalgic for me. But then there's many mm. that I didn't get to play. Like, I'm looking forward to trying out Superstar Saga soon. We've got Golden Sun, which came out recently, which I know many people adore. It just... The value just keeps on skyrocketing. And I assume that this is going to... NSO will continue on to whatever the successor will be. And it, it's almost like... I don't think they're going to add GameCube or anything. I feel like we might be reaching the limits of the consoles they add, because you know GameCube games just tend to get remasters of themselves now, and then they may be yeah. more complicated to stream online. You know, we know, you know Nintendo streaming for for big games like Kingdom Hearts to be very iffy. So it's um, mm-hmm. 
this may be the limit of it, but even if it is, like, it's, there's so much value there that I, I cannot complain. Even if the only complaint is how they still drip feed us games so gradually. Like, it took us the entire year to get Mario Party 2 and 3 after we got 1. Who knows why? But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but the catalogue is great, so it, I can't complain too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's exactly as I said earlier, like, more games is more good. More Nintendo Switch has games. It like, does, yeah. It, it's never a bad thing to just give more games, especially for such a, a low price. Mm. So there's there's really nothing to be sad about there. Um, it's it's been really good to see and and try all these games out. Um, yeah, you know it's good to have more Mario parties, even if it did take a while. So I really don't know if there'll be much more to add, but I'd wager they maybe maybe we'll do a little bit more before the end of the Switch's lifespan. Yeah. Uh, though yeah, I don't think they'll add any new consoles. Yeah, they've, I mean, they've still got plenty left of the Game Boy Advance and the original Game Boy's library to add. They, they don't have the original yeah. Mario Land, for some reason. You know, they we don't have Smash Bros. 64 on there. There's there's still stuff they can keep going with it, so they are not short of content, mm. that's for sure. And Absolutely. whilst we're on NSO, the, the final little bit I want to cover from 2023 was the wrapping up of the Mario Kart 8 DLC, the Booster, Cars, Booster Course Pass. I can never say that right first time. But... <laughs> It's not only did we wrap up with you know some great final tracks out of nowhere they were like yeah have some characters as well <laughs> have DiddyCon finally mm-hmm. have Pauline it's this was not part of the arrangement before and I'm like yeah keep adding stuff I don't mind <laughs> yeah like I'm not gonna complain I know some people sort of saw it come in and, mm. and that sort of thing saying we should get them and we did so you know that's all that's all happy we got lots of tracks they were all really fun. Um, bit sad that it's ended now, but at least now we can start making speculation videos on what they do next. Yeah, um, exactly. Though I suspect we we might not see anything. I, I I think they might have seen how successful Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was for the Switch, and they might hold off on a new Mario Kart until the new console. Um, I, so I yeah. wouldn't expect to see much this year in terms of new Mario Kart content. I think we've just got mm. to sit with our what is it like 90 how many tracks do we have 96 now i think i think you're right yeah 96 it's it's ridiculous like i don't know is us only 96 (laughs) tracks to play on this year how will i cope yeah i i I don't need a new mario kart like eight deluxe plays so well (laughs) and god like i said this every time we go online to play it which we do every now and then just multiplayer fun with you guys and, and it's just yeah i look at these tracks and i'm like okay, which one do I pick? And I forget, wait, I press a button and I can scroll over to the other 48 tracks that are there as well. And it's, Jesus Christ, it's, um, it's, Mario Kart 8 has, like, defined the Wii U and the Switch. It's still the best-selling game on the system by far, and it's no wonder. I mean, they didn't need to add more content to it, but the fact that they've bookended the Switch's life with more Mario Kart 8, it's like, yeah, that's the perfect way to do it. It, it is the game of the Switch, you know, so... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I agree, it's been really good to see. But that is pretty much it for the year. Like we said, there's been a lot of happening, There's there's been too many games and there's so many, you know, if we were to go into every release that came out, every little thing for, you know, other places like other companies, Jedi Survivor's one of my favourites, you know, we'd be here forever. So we're going to end off that bit there. It's just been great. Mm-hmm. But uh, to wrap it up, Kai, let's, you have to pick an answer now. Let's, let's say our games of the year. <sighs> what, what is your game of the year 2023, Kai? Or, unless you want me to start off first, but... Um... 
No, I, I can. I'll think about it. So mm. I've um I've played like yeah I've sort of listed it as five big games this year. Yeah. Um, that I've spent a sizable chunk of time on that I've really enjoyed, being Civ Six, which isn't from twenty twenty three. Um, Octopath 2, Future Redeemed, Tears of the Kingdom, and Pikmin 4. Yeah. And you keep asking me to pick a game of the year. I do, and I I'm don't true. know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know, because uh, all of those... I mean, I probably wouldn't choose Civ, but outside of those, the other four, like, have so much that they've done. All different things, mm. and I've enjoyed the hell out of all of them um, for their own reasons. It's all been really fun to play. Um, and I... <laughs> I can't pick one. I don't know what to do. <laughs> What's yours? Yeah, What's I was yours? wondering, do you want me to go in here, Kai? Do you want me to interject and save you? Give you a bit of time to think. One. I mean, it was a tough pick. Like I said, my for me, the, the main three that I was sort of alternating between were Tears of the Kingdom, Fire Emblem Engage, and Xenoblade Future Redeemed. They were sort of my big ones. And it, it was tough. Like, And it, it, the funny thing is, like, I didn't... In our game of the year shorts, I didn't even mention Tears of the Kingdom in any of them. But that was not because I, you know, didn't like the game or anything. It was just because I was trying to get variety, and it, you know, I, it, there's so many games came out. But it was, it's a huge game, you know. It, the fact that it was able to deliver on the high expectations and exceed them and surprise me, and be in the same world but still feel completely fresh and new, it was so deserving that it almost felt like I should put Tears of the Kingdom. But I'm going to say Future Redeemed. Future Redeemed is my game of the year, 2023. <laughs> because, just because it's partly Xenoblade bias, but I just loved how it managed to merge the perfect balance for me of tying up you know, all three entries of the series, bringing characters back, how well they did Shulk and Rex, and seeing them as like father figures, both new but different, and as well as feeling like themselves. Like, all of that was perfect. But then they give us like some of the best original characters of the series with Matthew and A and their sort of personal stories. Matthew is he's full of beans and he's still the best thing to happen this year. <laughs> so it's not just because of the name. He is just a great character. And it it just sort of that was my experience of the year. That like, that was the moment that had me grinning the most. The soundtrack, the the improvements to the gameplay, it it all just was non-stop perfection from start to finish, you know, and it it is the Xenoblade bias, but that was my game of the year, and it's one of my favourite entries on the Switch, you know. It might be the game of the Switch for me, so I, I, I had to be done. But uh, what about you, Kai? Have you, have you had time to give it a little thought, then? Does it just have to be, like, the one? Can I not nominate things for different features, or...? <laughs> one answer, Kai. One. God damn it. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I think that, that Pikmin was was really really fun for its gameplay yeah um and it was just a, it was a treat it was a nice treat um breath of the wild or not breath of the wild god damn it tears of the kingdom and future redeemed for very similar reasons to you like the xenoblade nostalgia and uh, yeah. zelda's ability to recreate everything while making it feel good again um were both really good and then and then octopath i mean I feel like Octopath struggling with recency here because it was the earliest of these four I'd played in the year. Yeah, um, that's true. Same with Engage for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I really don't know. Like, I genuinely cannot choose between them. They are all Fair enough. so good. That I, will, I just, I just can't pick. I will concede defeat, and like I said, I, I was making myself pick one, but the ultimate, the reality is, 
it's not a competition, you know. You play games you like, and you like them all for different reasons. So I, I kind of, you know, I like to sort of pick a game of the year just because I'm a sucker for ranking things and categorizing things. <laughs> I'm just, just, that's why I did the whole game of the year shorts thing and why I wanted to do that. But when it comes down to it, like, I'm not sitting here playing Tears of the Kingdom thinking, is this as good as Future Redeemed? Hmm. No, no, well, this does. I'm like, no, I'm just <laughs> playing. I love Tears of the Kingdom. I love Future Redeemed. Yeah. I loved Mario oh, RPG. Boy, I get to eat three cakes. It's yeah. Like... <laughs> it's like. Yeah. There's no real complaints there. It just and the fact that you you know in previous years you've been able to pick one. The fact you couldn't this year just sums up how good of a year it's been. I think you know it's <laughs> oh absolutely. And triangle yeah. strategy didn't come out this year, so that that's also a factor. Yeah, that's even also then, that, true. I mean, the the I think that's a good point of comparison though. Is that I picked out triangle strategy last year because I one really enjoyed it, but yeah. then also I hadn't played that many other games. All four of these games that I've struggled to narrow it down to are on the same level as Triangle Strategy for me. Yeah. Like, so that's why I'm struggling, is that, that I've got four games that were on par with my favourite game from last year. Mm. So I have no idea what to even handle with that. You know, they all do uh, yeah. very good things. So uh, hopefully next year will be easier. Just give us one good game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want less releases. Well, that's yes. the perfect... That's the perfect time, actually, to segue into our final segment for this discussion, which is let's look ahead to briefly to the future of 2024 and what we have in store. <laughs> that rhymes. But um, we <laughs> honestly, we don't know much. You know, like coming into last year, we knew about Future Redeemed. We knew about, I think we knew about Pikmin 4, I'm pretty sure. We knew about Tears of the Kingdom. Like we knew that there were these huge releases coming out. But for 2024... <laughs> It's very quiet. We've got Princess Peach Showtime coming soon, which it looks fun, but it's kind of an enigma. It's not like a big, huge game, is it? It's just like a... almost feels yeah, like Yeah, we'll sort discuss of... that on the next monthly video, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll definitely go into that more, but it seems more like a sort of a fun, unique idea rather than a big blockbuster game. Yeah. And other than that, all we have are remasters. We've got Mario vs. DK, Luigi's Mansion 2 for some unknown reason. And probably the biggest one is Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. That's the one I'm hyped for. Like That's my most excited Nintendo game of next year. But we really don't know much else coming. And I feel like that's got to be tied to do with the Switch successor coming out next year. I know we've been talking about that since we started the podcast back in 2020. But uh, it's <laughs> now, more than ever, it really feels like a combination of rumours, the way the Switch's lineup is looking the way the hardware's going, it feels like 2024 is the year, right? Do you agree there? Yeah, I mean, in terms of like looking at what games I'm I'm looking forward to mm. buying and playing this year, it is literally just Inazuma 11, which doesn't, oh, of course. you know, yeah. it's sort of an anomaly within itself. But outside of that, like, you know, I'm aware that there's the new Final Fantasy, that, but I've not even played the first um, edition of the remake. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, a apart from acknowledging Final Fantasy and wanting Inazuma 11, there is nothing I'm looking forward to this year so far, because there's been so few releases, so yeah. it does strongly indicate that there will be something happening, and I, I think that the Direct that we will have in, you know, probably February, will tell us everything we need to know about that, because so far we're kind of high and dry. Yeah, it does feel like, although I said, like, this, you know, the Switch has been for a late year, you know, year seven of or year six of the Switch, it's been so many big blockbusters, but that ended with, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, really, and since then it's just sort of been, we get, we know about remasters mostly, and some other small novelties, but 
it's also vague, which is un it's not unlike Nintendo, but it's unlike Nintendo's recent years at the very least. So mm. it is interesting, and whilst I still have some games I'm very hyped for, like I, I do really want to get Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remaster because like, I love the original, which I played this year, I think. And outside of Nintendo, you know, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is like one of my most anticipated games ever. You know, it's mm-hmm. that game, first game was so fantastic. I don't even know what crazy shit they're going to do next. And also some other stuff like Star Wars Outlaws. I'm a Star Wars nerd. There's bits and pieces, but it is quiet. And that just makes me more excited, to be honest. Both from the sense of, hey, if, if it turns out it's more of a quiet year for whatever reason, good. I need to fill out the backlog. I'm just getting the Ace Attorney remasters. I need to play Danganronpa. I only just about finished Kingdom Hearts. I need to play Horizon series. You know, I I will take the time for the backlog, no problem. But yeah, it's I, the year of the backlog for you. That sounds awesome. <laughs> well, you say that, but at the same time, like you said, February. I feel like they're going to just be like, "Hey, so Xenoblade Warriors coming out April? Here you go, or something <laughs> stupid like that." Hey, that's content. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a good uh, thing. <laughs> exactly. That's it. it's, it's not a bad problem to have. Like. Either it's quiet and I get the backlog, but what I really think is that they're going to, it might be quiet at the start of the year, but I feel like we are getting the Switch 2 or whatever end of the year, and there's going to be some big releases that we are not seeing coming. Maybe Metroid Prime 4 is one of them, because that's like the only other game we know is somewhere in development. But um, yeah, it's, it, it, although it's looking quiet, I'm not at all worried, and whatever they bring out, you know, as long as my Switch survives till the next console, I'm good. <laughs> It made yeah, it through just, Tears the I, I don't know. They've got to start announcing some stuff soon, or we might have to, like... Ugh, I don't even want to say it. Play Trine 3. Oh, oh no. Oh. We I, might have to resort to gameplay videos. Ugh. I just remembered, Kai. We never released the Mario Maker content we, even, we filmed. So we... <laughs> oh, my God, we didn't. We didn't. Oh, okay, that's there. There you All go. Right, that's on the that's backlog the... of content. <laughs> Sam, get on it. What are you doing? Oh, God, so lazy. Still got to do the next uh, game of... Game Awards short before this comes out, you know, can't can't get the staff these days. But uh It's fine, we'll we'll lock him away for a while. Look, just be grateful that we managed to get him out of the he was in this video the last two years. We managed to get him out of it, partly because of schedules, partly because he played literally nothing <laughs> this entire year. But uh <laughs> It's for the best. It's it's, it's uh it's safer this way. Otherwise, if he starts getting in here, then I have to start doing thumbnails, and then no one likes that. So we'll we'll keep it there. But <laughs> that's it. That's it for the video. Like we said, it's it's been a fun year. It's been great. You know, we've we've done some fun videos for the podcast. We like looking back on the stuff we've done there. You know, we got to break down Xenoblade at the start of the year. Of course, we kept up like the direct reactions and stuff, and it's it's just been fun you know, experimenting with content. We got to meet up for the first time for a video. You know, so uh, it's a. Uh, it's it's been fun content wise and next year will be no different no matter what we'll find some videos to make of middling quality we can assure you but uh <laughs> that's what we do best yeah 2023 was a good one we'll see what 2024 brings exactly and you can find it all of course here on bunch of jokers audio only versions on spotify and other podcast insights or videos and reactions to directs like hopefully a february one in a few weeks um mm-hmm. so all on youtube as well under the name bunch of jokers but where else can people find you at, Guy? Uh, they can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Veskarine. I'm currently playing through uh, Disco Elysium. Kind of, yes. a, kind of a unique one, so if you like that, then uh, come and check it out, maybe. Absolutely. There'll be links in the description below. It's definitely a fascinating one to watch through, and uh, I'm sure you'll be talking about that in the future games time. But um, mm-hmm. 
until then, of course, also check out our friend Sam if you have to. We'll put a link to his Twitter. See, he does make our thumbnails and the logo and has been working on a bunch of shorts we forced him to put out the entire past two months. So maybe give him some thanks over there if you have to. And we'll see you in the rest of 2024. Our next main podcast will be next week. And otherwise, who knows? Let's find out. <laughs> see you guys then. Goodbye. All right. See ya.